0: So, cancer blows, chemo blows, side effects from chemo blow, having to have a root canal also blows. So, there's my list of things that just suck ass. So, I'm on antibiotics waiting for this infection to go down and the pain to go away. And I am not great with pain medication anyways, so I'm on some kind of relative of Tylenol. And I also have to take a probiotic with it because it's antibiotic and I don't need another kind of infection. But because of it being like a colon cancer in that I'm trying to really protect my colon and that so I'm taking the probiotics and trying to keep a really healthy gut. And of course you have to take the probiotic not with the antibiotic within an hour of either end and everything like that. So I, and I've got a pretty high pain tolerance, so I stopped the pain medication I think three days in also because my gut can't handle it and it's just making me feel like awful. So another medication that I can only take for a short period of time. Which maybe in the long run is good because too much medications and that are not great for your liver and everything else. Uh, It still hurts especially when I'm outside. So anytime I'm outside like uh, bus duty and anything like that, I got my mask on, I've got like kind of like hoodie up and everything and I'm like talking to people through closed lips and trying not to look absolutely ridiculous. And be like, oh, no, it's just my tooth. And you're talking to like your kind of clenched teeth and that. So I'm kind of don't know what to expect for a root canal, but I've got a fabulous dentist. So I'm going in for part one of the two part root canal. And they're going in. And the big thing is, is you want, as she says, you want the pain to be gone. So, and you want the infection. So, but hopefully in two weeks that kind of happens. So I go in and it's still kind of hurts. So I'm a little worried. And it's what you don't know what to expect until you kind of drill in and what's in there. So from how it happened, we're expecting, and I say we as in my team, I don't know what to expect, but I like to feel like I'm involved, that it's going to be like just gushing blood or pus, gross when they drill in because it's just all the pain and that and what I was experiencing. And if the freezing is helping to get your tooth settled, then it should, it's fine. Your, your mouth is frozen. It's like going to get a filling. But if it doesn't settle, then of course the freezing's not taking, your nerve isn't settling, and you're now getting drilled in there on top of it, so of course it hurts. So all the root canal stories that are the horror stories you hear are the ones that have had. Obviously, bad experiences, but for the most part, they're not bad. So my root canal story is not a horror story at all. Um, it actually was like getting a filling. The only it was pain holding my mouth open that long, like my jaw hurt. But I got to watch this like a you know those HGTV shows of home renos and TV that I usually don't get to just sit and watch. So I mean all in all not a terrible experience. So um, they they numb my mouth and um, she's great. I don't know like when she puts the she goes really slow and I don't even feel the needle go in and I don't afterwards I don't feel a freezing and it's fine and I've had a good experience which is great. So she's drilling in and that's there's there's like hardly any pus there's no blood because it's been a tooth that's been kind of dead for a long time. So that's kind of surprising. They were really thinking that they would it would be this gusher, as they said, so a uh, good thing maybe. And they kind of explain what's going on and how they're going to just clean it out and they're going to pack it full of medicine and wait another two weeks because you want the medicine to kind of sit and heal it because the infection because it's a root canal got into my bone so if I'm explaining root canals and this you know what a root canal is then I'm sorry but anyway so it gets in the bone and it mine kind of went is up in and it shows kind of infection to the other side so my other tooth has sympathy pain for it and it frequently also hurts even though it really shouldn't but it's like the sympathy pain for its neighbor so it packs full of medicine and it's it's fine and you, they got the plug in and I keep wanting to touch that plug with my tongue just to see what it feels like. But I'm like, no, nope, because I don't want it to come out and to taste the medicine. So I'm actually very disciplined because usually as soon as someone says don't touch it, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, right? Uh, so then I got to wait another two weeks. So it's always this this waiting, which is story of my life. Um, So in the meantime while I'm waiting for this root canal I've also um, supposed to be getting my port out. So it's kind of coinciding at the same time and I'm trying to juggle when the root canal like the medicine and the pain's gone away so we can go in and finish it but also schedule around uh, a port coming out and the, they tell you when it's supposed to come out. So I feel bad. And they haven't phoned me to say when it's coming out and you're waiting. So I'm, and I'm wanting this port out. It's, I mean, it's time to get it out. And also I have to get it flushed every month. So it's scheduling those as well. And so I guess it's just this balancing act of different appointments. So I'm getting, uh, my port out. And, um, waiting on that. And I, uh, I was finally they called and I was able to kind of get it right before the second part of my uh of my root canal. So I'd be getting no right afterwards. So yeah, so I get the root canal. Like I said I'm going back in time, so I'm trying to just remember what order because the big thing was is if you're on the antibiotics before you get like, you know, your another surgery, they want to know and if you're doing mouth work, because there's just a lot of different bacteria in that in your mouth, you got to be careful. If you're getting another surgery, because if it gets in your bloodstream and that, and it's also a port is with my heart, so you gotta got to be very very careful about just timelines and how that works. Because I mean, the last thing you want is like a secondary infection because of like something in your mouth and then into your heart and all the rest. So I went, and so I'm waiting, and I get my the second part of my root canal. And again, no problems. Like, it, it did its thing. But I was definitely worried because about two days before I was supposed to go in, and I st- I was starting to feel better. And the whole thing is, is they want the pain to be gone. You know, the medication's working. And I felt like it had been. I felt like I was getting better. And of course, like, two days before I am supposed to go in, I'm out for this walk, and it's colder outside, and I'm, I'm breathing, and... I even have my mask on and it is again, shooting pains in my mouth, like right back to shooting pains. And I was like, oh my goodness, like they're going to go in, they're not going to be able to go do this root canal, like it's not healing properly and all the rest. So I've kind of let her know. And because I was on chemo, even though it's been a while since I have been on, my body still is not healing the same as it would without a whole bunch of chemicals in my body and my body getting rid of it and that's another frustrating thing and I've, I've talked about that that your good days you want them just to be this this upward if you're looking at a graph this upwards line right and it's not it's a it's a curve line it goes up and down it takes dips in that so some days you're feeling awesome and then the next day you're you're just knocked for a loop and you're kind of like why and When you're having a bad day, the first thing that hits you is like, oh my gosh, why am I having a bad day? Is it because the cancer's back? The cancer's got to be back. My body's trying to fight it or something. And you can't help but worry that way. But it's just this whole up and down roller coaster motion and eventually there'll be more ups than kind of that dip. So this healing, even healing, it, it just takes longer and you just you just want to be better and sometimes you think you are like you'll get they talk about when you're on chemo if you get knocked and you get a your bruise easier and you bleed easier so you, you know you can get uh, bleeding noses and if you bruise don't be surprised if it takes a lot longer for your bruise to heal well I, I bumped myself and I got a I walked into something I had this huge bruise on the top of my foot and I was like oh it's probably gonna take forever and it healed like quickly like I would say like how I normally heal so you're thinking yeah like this is good and then you get something like this in your mouth and it's not healing as fast and it's you're like well why isn't it like my bruise was healing or is there something wrong what else is going on and who knows I don't have answers I don't know if they just whatever it is so I was able to go in and um they were they did the root canal and again no horror stories they put this like pick in there to hold the spot uh they did the my bridge my crowns didn't crack at all all went really really well and my tooth next to it still gets pains here and there and I guess it does can take a couple months for the bone to regrow because if the infection gets really high up and where it is, it gets into the bone and breaks down the bone and bone, I mean, does heal. It's alive, but it does take a lot longer when you think of, you know, a broken arm and that. I've never broken a bone. So here I am talking like I'm this expert and I'm by no means am I an expert at all. I'm an expert in BS, but that's about it. But because of the chemo too. So it's going to take longer to heal up the bone where the infection got in up top. So. Having pains there is still normal, in the normal range. And then, so that's great. And now I'm going to go get my port out. And, oh my goodness, um, getting the port in, I've, I've told you that, that I went through that story. Getting it out is supposed to be easier. That's what I was told. Getting the port out is, is easier because they just kind of pop it out and they put a plug back into your main artery, vena cate, whatever it is. I don't even know. I'm not even going to pretend to know. I did not do well in biology. And so you don't, you know, bleed out and then stitch it and heal up. Um, So because they're really short-staffed at the hospital, usually what you would do is you'd go to day surgery. You'd check in with the clerk. You would do your surgery and then you'd go kind of to day surgery to recover for a couple hours and then if everything's looking good they send you home. So ideally that's what's supposed to happen but that of course isn't what happened. <laughs> so I um, I have to go check in with diagnostic imaging and I have to get blood work first and I've got the port still so they may as well just do the last blood work through the port because if not... I have to make an appointment to get in my arm and it's just this pain in the butt and this way the hospital has the results and it's right there. So come early. So I go get my, um, for my blood work. It's going to go, they're going to take it out of the port, but I get there and of course that's not how it's going to be. So they're just going to take the blood out through the arm instead, but they're going to do it at their lab. Fine. It is what it is. Okay. So I get my blood work um, or taken out in that. And now you have to wait an hour for them to get the results because they want to make sure everything's a go ahead to put you under the knife so to speak. So you're waiting and then you have to go back and check in. Everything's good. And then they they check you in again at diagnostic imaging and then send you up to uh, day surgery. So you go up to day surgery and um, they have these bays and that's where you kind of strip down you go in the bed. And the doctor kind of talks to you about, do you know what's happening in the procedure and everything and then you should get wheeled in to the OR. So as I'm getting in there, uh, you know, you make sure you strip down from the waist down. So I'm, no problem. So I started taking off, you know, my clothes and the nurse is like, whoa, whoa. She's like, there's a bathroom there or we can shut the curtain. And I'm like, oh, right, sorry, it's nothing. <laughs> At this point. It is nothing you haven't seen before. I am so used to having fingers on both ends, like uh, if you want me to strip completely down and bend over, just let me know, but I was like, "Yep, yeah, sure, we'll shut the curtain and we'll do that. So, I, I do and I'm waiting and there's a girl in the next bed and you're kind of listening and she's very young and just heartbreaking, just in general, just young people with having to have surgeries. Um, and so as I'm waiting, um, a nurse goes home sick and they've already, you can kind of hear them talk. They're already short staff, So now we're short by two nurses, which makes it a little more difficult. So the doctor kind of comes in and it's going to be a lot easier coming out than going in. But they're short two nurses and they're also really short on a cleaning staff that cleans the OR and that, um. After or between procedures, so because of it, they've got um, a more invasive surgery later that they need the OR for. So because mine's just a port removal, they're just going to do it right in the bay. So they're just going to wheel in a wheel in a, a table and do the surgery right there. And it's okay, I guess. You're the doctor. Uh, so, you're doing that um, and then also lay really, really still because we're also going to you put tools on your stomach that we need. <laughs> so they kind of have some of the tools that they need and on the table and it's just kind of done. And because they're short, two nurses, he's talking about he's going to put the freezing in. He's like, I'm just going to put a ton of freezing in. Uh, he's like, I won't be able to go really slow, but I'm just going to put a ton in. We need to get this in. It'll go great. Blah, blah, blah." Okay. Uh, and he's like, think about his like dentist pain, you know, when they put the needle in your gum and it's the most, you know, painful thing ever. And I was like, I just had a root canal and no, like, I don't understand like when you compare it to that because he put the needle in for freezing and it was nothing like my dentist does it. Like it was like jabbing something so sharp, like, and just, it was so painful. like. I'm trying not to move and cry out. And he's like, I know, I know it really, really hurts, but the freezing is going to take soon. And I was like, how is this any better? Like, this is awful. Like, and it's just freezing all in like part of your neck and then your um, upper chest cavity near your shoulder. And then after that, like once the freezing takes, it's just a bunch of pulling. Like all you feel is this weird, like they're pulling at you and your shoulder and they're ripping something, but you don't feel it. Like, the, like pain-wise. So they're taking it out. Um, and, you know, the nurse is really nice. And she's on, usually up at a different hospital and part-time. And she's really trying. So he's like, oh, it's dissolvable stitches. And we're going to tie them off. And um, easy ups or, oh, I don't even know what they're called. I wanted to say pull-ups. He was calling them pull-ups because in my head I was like, why are you talking about pull-ups? Pull-ups is what my daughter wears to bed. But the pull-ups were broken. And he's like, they're broken. They're... And I'm just like, does this affect me? And it just, like, how does this affect me that your pull-ups are broken? Like, what's going on? Does it mean you're going to have an accident? But it turns out it's like how they knotted off, I guess. But because they were broken, my, um, uh, like the tails on my stitches were really, are were really, really, really long. And I guess that was it. So afterwards, They're short nurses. So he's like, you're going to stay here. We need your bed. And so in 15 minutes, we're going to take your blood pressure. If it's all good, you're going home. Like that's just how it is. You are in and out. Here's a whole bunch of things to watch for. If any of these happen, you need to go to the emergency. But yeah, there's none of this. We don't have time to wait now or all this other stuff. It's Okay. Like this is, this is what it is. Like I said, they're great people working in a system that's not very forgiving. Um, and so I, I, everything, of course, went well. My blood pressure's great. So I'm ready to go home. And the girl next to me who was also getting, I guess, a port removal, she was 28. So again, heartbreaking. And the nurse even said, she's like, I have to do a double take today. She's like, the three people getting port removals are the 28-year-old girl before you, you, and a 38-year-old man after you. And she's like, I, there's no, I mean, she's like, yay, you're getting the ports out. Like, don't get me wrong. That's super positive. But having to have them in the first place and you're that young, she's like, I had to do a double take. And it makes you kind of think like, oh my goodness, like, is this a trend? Or is it just happened to be that that day there's just young people getting ports out? And you can have ports for different things. It's not just cancer. If you have, um, lupus sometimes or other autoimmune disorders um you can have them so I I don't know but regardless like it's it's sad and it does kind of hit home and you're just kind of like wow 28 38 39 sort of deal like it's you haven't even lived half your life and it's just this tangible moment I guess of morality like you can actually you can feel it, like it's just right there in your face. But getting it out is a time to celebrate. It's coming out, but in my case I'm not celebrating too loud because I last time I went to celebrate, boom, a nerve literally exploded behind my tooth, stuff you cannot make up, in a tooth that we thought was dead for 30 years. So <laughs> I, yay, I had some quiet, yay, my port came out, everything's good. Uh, so I went, so I have these really long tails, my stitches. So it's basic, um, it's dissolvable stitches underneath and then steri strip. So the big thing is, is don't shower or get it wet for two days. Uh, don't lift anything over three pounds or 10 pounds, sorry, over 10 pounds for three days. Um, and also no like vacuuming, like that push, that pulling motion because you don't want to you know, pull the stitches and that. And of course, in my head, I was like, I should know this. Why did I not have a shower this morning? Like, because after this, you just, you feel gross. And if you had a shower this morning, at least you'd feel somewhat clean. And knowing I can't really have a shower for another two days, I'm like, I should know this by now. Like, this should be common sense, but it's not. And of course, I did not shower that morning. So now I'm having to wait to shower. So my lucky family or anyone who gets within 10 feet of me... As I'm greasy, stinky, and smell of that pink dye they put all over your body to disinfect. But I mean, no dishes again. So, yay, you're vacuuming. Not that they would get done anyways. And they're not going to get done just because I can't. They'll wait till I can. <laughs> so now I'm on again, now watch for any kind of things that could go wrong that sent me to ER. So, you, like, signs it's not healing or it's getting infected and and that so love being on watch but again you don't want to go to ER because it's a good 10 to 12 hour wait so hopefully you don't end up back here sort of thing and they're always like you know what we never want to see you again as mean as that sounds but that means you're healthy and you're on your way to recovery so poured out root canal done like I'm ready to take on the world like but my other part of me is like what more can they throw at me like keep it coming like what else what else do you got for me world because right now I feel like I've done it all so onwards and upwards ports out root canals done Um. next big things in my life would be uh I call it my June would be my appointment month. I have little things along the way. um, But every three months now, I, I said I had to do this blood work. And that's June. So June would be the blood work. Hopefully it comes out great, and clean and all the rest and there's no tumor markers, everything's good. And then I meet with my oncologist and then I have a colonoscopy and then I have an overall blood work done up. So they just do an overall to see how my numbers are bouncing back for iron and liver and kidney and just overall function. So I feel like I got a lot of blood they're going to take from me. And all of it of course is June. So June would be my big appointment month and then when I'm counting out, September is my next big appointment month. So I just need to schedule kind of around those places. Um, and then the next thing I'm looking at also is how next year is going to look work-wise. So right now, I would like to be off for another year. Um, my oncologist kind of said, if I can swing it financially, because I am able to, um, with my contract, then do it. Because when you're done chemo, all of a sudden, it's not like you're done. You're done chemo. Yay. You're, you're ready to go back. Your body still takes a long time to bounce back. And it's hard to explain. I mean, they say six months to a year. Sometimes it's about 18 months. And your focus is so on you and getting better that and you're just trying to make it get through day to day like when you're on chemo you're just you're not exactly getting healthy habits you're just trying to make it day to day and so now she's I would like time and I mean knock on wood I don't have reoccurrence like knock on wood it doesn't that I have to all of a sudden phone my job and say guess what I gotta take time off because it's come back I I don't want that I try not to think that way And you know, in my head being like, well, it's easier if I'm already off, like I'm trying not to think that way, but it's, it's niggling at the back of my mind, always there. But also I now want to spend time with my young family. Like I am not out of the woods yet by any means, but I'm getting there. And I have neglected my young family because of this, and I would like to be there for them. I'd like to get some healthy habits as a family. I'd also like some time to focus on me and cause stress, stress is, stress is a killer. So how can I incorporate all those things in and do it all? And with COVID, we haven't gone away as a family or done anything. No one has. And then throw this in the mix and my father-in-law, like my family needs a break. So I don't know how that's going to look, but so next year I would, I would like off and that's that's the hope and i fingers crossed that, that happens, happens.